WTPS Petersburg. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley. It is 8 o'clock. James Madison and William & Mary were eliminated from the CAA tournament on Sunday. The Dukes playing on their home court lost on a three-point shot at the buzzer. Falling to Elon 72-71. The Phoenix hitting 13 threes in that contest. Northeastern rolled over the Tribe 73-47. Luke Lowy scored a team-high 18 points for William & Mary. For the third time in a row, Liberty has won the Atlantic Sun Tournament. The Flames defeated North Alabama 79-75 to get that automatic qualifier to the NCAA Tournament beginning next week. The Flames were assured the spot already for even suiting up and playing the game because North Alabama was not eligible for the tournament because they're in the process of transitioning to Division One basketball, which takes six years to complete. VCU has more basketball still left to play. The Rams headed to the A-10 title game this Sunday afternoon in Dayton following a 64-52 win over Davidson Saturday night at the Siegel Center. Joe Lenardi from ESPN has the Rams as one of his first four teams receiving last four buys, while St. Louis is in the first four out. Note Virginia would be a top four seed. The Southern Conference will punch its ticket tonight. Their championship game begins at 7. You'll hear it live on ESPN Richmond with coverage from Westwood 1 at 645. 16th-ranked Richmond men's lacrosse fell at home to number 1 Duke yesterday afternoon, 13-6. to It was the third loss of the season for the Spiders to a team that's ranked in the top 10 of the country. UR opens conference play this weekend when they travel to VMI. Kyle Larson wins at Las Vegas Sunday to pick up his first win of the Cup Series since 2019 season. He becomes the fourth different winner of the year so far after leading a race-high 103 of the 267 laps run. Brett Kozlowski finished second, Kyle Busch third, followed by teammate Danny Hamlin. Bryson DeChambeau won the Arnold Palmer Invitational by one stroke over Lee Westwood. VCU's Lonto Griffin posting yet another top 25 finish over the weekend. He wrapped up the weekend at one under, tied for 21st. A check-in for ESPN Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. We'll see sunny skies today, and it will be very pleasant with highs in the upper 50s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. Weather's brought to you by Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for rebates or low payments on a new Linux home comforter system. Call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853. You're up to date now on the Richmond Sports Center. 802 is the time. Mitchell Bradley on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Trade up on any non-contact thermometer for a $5 rebate towards an Exergen purchase at any retailer. Accuracy matters when taking temperatures. Upgrade to Exergen. Visit exergen.com. Huddle up, sit up. All right, huddle up. Bring it in, guys. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Let's go, huddle up. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com. Come on, huddle up. Now, here's Bob Black. In the paint, looking for room. Up top, McGee for the lead. Oh, my goodness, what a big shot for Darius McGee with four minutes left. Huge shot, deep shot as well. 21 for McGee, 72-70, Liberty back in front. In a weird year of college basketball, there is another weird moment in COVID 2020-2021 as the Liberty Flames win the Atlantic Sun Championship but even if they had lost the Atlantic Sun Championship, they were going to the NCAA tournament. Roanoke 101 with the call, Liberty Radio. The Flames did win the championship, so it doesn't really matter. It's kind of a moot point, but it was just another one of those things that I think you shake your head at. And, of course, the pandemic had nothing to do with it, quite frankly, but still, just the fact that it happened with that as a backdrop kind of just leaves you shaking your head a little bit as we tip off the morning brew and the sports huddle for a monday morning the 8th of march we are now officially in championship week everyone has either completed tournaments or is in the midst of them or is about to begin them the big boys of course beginning them a little bit later this week and we've already had tickets punched to the ncaa tournament and as i said foregone conclusion that liberty would be the first team in. There are four that have officially punched tickets now to the big dance. Uh, Liberty beating North Alabama, and as Mitchell mentioned during the update, North Alabama is a team that is transitioning from Division Two to Division One, and there's a four-year process there that you have to go through 
in order to become eligible for the NCAA tournament. So it really is up to the conferences if they even want to allow those teams to play in their conference tournament. In most cases, I think they're going to do that because they can award the automatic bid to the runner-up. So that's what happened in the Atlantic Sun. And there are actually two teams in the Atlantic Sun that are going through that right now. Uh, Bellarmine is the other one, which was having a better year, actually, than North Alabama. And there had been talk about, well, what if they, they were the number two seed? What if they get to the championship game? Well, yes, whoever they're playing is going to be the automatic champ, whether it was Liberty or somebody else that had pulled some upsets. Whoever got to the championship game, even without winning the championship game, was going to go. So the Atlantic Sun knew this was a real possibility because they had two teams that it could potentially happen with. And as it turned out, Liberty still won the game. And let me say this, and I can get up on a soapbox a little bit. This is why I'm more on the side, I think, oh, I know I am, of college athletics staying college athletics and trying to keep big business. I know it's a big business. I get it. It's a multi billion dollar business and i can't tell you how many people this weekend already talked about the money factor in the atlantic 10 which now is only going to get two teams instead of three into the ncaa tournament but i still believe old-fashioned bob that there is a line that can be drawn in college athletics where it remains amateur college athletics and yet there's money there to support these amateur college athletes not direct payments i know i'm getting way off on a tangent here but not direct payments that's professional sports this is not but i truly believe that if that had been a professional game yesterday i watched the whole game but from what i saw especially from liberty they played everybody they played their normal guys they played the win I just feel like if this had been an nfl game or my goodness for sure an nba game you wouldn't have seen any of those star players in that game. Or only very minimally would you have seen them in that game. They would have been resting them and, you know, what, you know, management, you know, rest management, all that stuff. And they wouldn't have played. Whereas at least in a college game, it, from what I saw from the box score and the little bit of the game I saw, uh, Richie McKay was playing that thing to win, and his players were playing that thing to win. And it really, I don't think, is going to have any impact whatsoever on Liberty's seeding, right, in the field of, well, 68. I, I don't think it's going to have any impact that, that they won it or if they hadn't won it and that they were going to go as an automatic qualifier because North Alabama was ineligible. But I just think the way they played that game, uh, they played it to win. They played it to win with their starting players. He used his usual bench rotation to win the game. And you know the North Alabama guys were playing their hearts out. That was the end of the line for them, by no fault of theirs. But they knew the ground rules going in, that this was as far as they were going to go. And that was their championship to win. And, boy, they gave it everything they had. Uh, down 10 at halftime, they rallied, got it back close, and um, Liberty found a way to win the game at the end uh, by a four-point margin, 79-75. So that's my, that's my little rage this morning, and it's not really a rage. It's just kind of a soapbox perspective here uh, that I do think if that had been a pro game, you wouldn't have seen it played that way. And, that, and I don't want college sports to turn into that especially at that level, right? The Atlantic Sun, you know, we're talking mid-major, but let's be honest, it's lower mid-major. As good as Liberty is and some of the other teams have been, uh, that that's a lower mid-major win. And great for Liberty, their fifth NCAA bed. Richie McKay has done an unbelievable job there. Um, our buddy Kevin Anderson, the all, one of the all-time greats at Richmond, the Hall of Famer who took the Spiders to the Sweet 16. He's an assistant there. I think he's director of player development, something along those lines at Liberty. So great for them. Uh, but I just love the way that game was still played, like everything was on the line for both teams when even it wasn't. So that made me feel a little bit better, to be honest with you. And it's what March Madness is all about, and it's just a scenario in March Madness that we've never really dealt with before so congrats to liberty as we said first team in the ncaa tournament it had been an automatic bid because of uh north alabama making that transition from d2 to d1 um 
Winthrop just keeps on rolling. They're in from the Big South. Uh, good for them, 23-1. and one. Uh, Really rolled over Campbell in the championship game, 80-53. to 53. Clearly, Winthrop was the best team, head and shoulders above everybody in that league in the Big South. So Winthrop on its way to the NCAA tournament. And then two teams that I really had interest in eyeballing that won championships and are on their way now. It was a little bit torn in the Ohio Valley. Uh, to be honest with you, Moorhead State beat Belmont. And uh, one of the worst games I've seen Belmont play over the last three years. And many of you know I've had a personal interest in Belmont because my kid went there to grad school and worked in the athletic department and closely with both their men's and women's basketball teams at Belmont. Uh, Their women did win the OVC, and the men came up short, and it will cost them an NCAA bid. I think they're 90 in the net ranking. Belmont didn't play anybody. No quad ones, no quad twos, but they were really fun. They Here's the deal on Belmont. They passed the eye test, but they didn't pass every other test. And if you don't do that, you're not going to get in. So they hopefully will be an NIT team. It's a little different NIT this year. They would have been an automatic qualifier to the NIT because they take regular season champs, which was Belmont. That's not the case this year. So they they could be on the outside looking in. Uh, We'll see come Selection Sunday for them. But in any event, Moorhead State. Turned out to be a really good team. Finished 23-7, and won the conference tournament championship. Uh, they've got a couple of really good players on that team, and we saw them. First game of the year for the Richmond Spiders was against Moorhead State of Kentucky. And who knew back then uh, that that victory would actually be a quality win. Now, Moorhead State's net is still not great either, but when you can say you beat an NCAA team, it really doesn't matter. That, that there's some There's some value to that. So from that standpoint, I was okay with Moorhead State winning, but to be honest with you, since it doesn't impact Richmond at this point uh, because they're not on the bubble, I probably would have rather Belmont had won that game because uh, that's just a fun program to watch. And like I said, I've been able to do so for several years now and have been there and all that. So I really like that that team and that program. But good for Moorhead State to get that one. And then the other one, again, on the same subject that Richmond has a victory over that they knew was going to be a quality win, it's why they scheduled the game, is Loyola. So the Ramblers are back. Sister Jean is back. Uh, Porter Mosier is back. Cameron Crutwig is back. The big center, their leading scorer, great passer, and Loyola beat Drake. Uh, What was it? 75-65. So they're now in. Those are the first four. Here's the really interesting scenario to me in the Missouri Valley. So they beat Drake, and that leaves Drake with a very sleepless week until Selection Sunday. Remember, they were one of the last unbeaten teams, and then they lost some games down here at the stretch. 23-4. and They are 47 after the loss in the net. And let's see, their quad one and quad two wins. They're 6-2. and two. Boy, that's pretty quality right there, right? 6-2, and 23-4, 47 in the net lost their conference championship game to a top 25 team in Loyola. I mean, that's a pretty good resume, but it's certainly not a guarantee resume by any stretch of the imagination. Loyola is up to number 10 in the net. So all of that helped Drake. And, I mean, I can't help but think it would have helped Richmond as well. Both of those non-conference wins would have helped Richmond, as it turned out, uh, Moorhead State and Loyola. But here's my point, and I want to get back to the teams that are still playing, including those in the Atlantic 10. But I will talk about one more that did not, is not still playing in the Atlantic 10, and that's St. Louis. All right, so the Billikens lose to St. Bonaventure in the semifinals, and the Bonnies beat them pretty badly. And But St. Louis didn't move at all. At 14-6, and six, there's still 44 in the net. And they were 4-4 four and four against quad ones and quad twos. So respectable, if not great, for St. Louis. And as I said, Drake is at 47 and is now out. So I think you know where I'm going with this, gang, before we wrap up uh, our morning brew here with college basketball. Would it behoove, love that word, by the way, behoove, St. Louis and Drake to get together and schedule a game this week? I I think it would. I mean, these are two bubble teams that either lost their championship game or 
aren't going to be in their championship game, as St. Louis isn't, because the top two seeds showed every bit why they're the top two seeds in the Atlantic 10. St. Bonaventure and VCU both clicking on all cylinders to get to the title game next Sunday in Dayton. But if I'm St. Louis and Drake, and I'm in the same section of the country out there, I don't know that I wouldn't be trying to put a game together. Uh, St. Louis could certainly use another game. They only played 20, so they could certainly put it in there. Drake has now played 27, but that includes their tournament game, so I think they're eligible to still play another game if they want to. Remember, the regular season limit was 27. I'm not sure, you know, I guess this would still count as regular season, even though it comes after the postseason. I think you can do that. Heck, in this year, you can do anything you want. So if I'm those two teams, I think I'd be looking at scheduling, you know, a game because it would help either team. Wherever they play it, home or away, it would it would help either team at 44 and 47. I'm no Joe Lenardi, Yang, but to me, those are two squarely on the bubble or however you sit on a bubble teams. And if they have the opportunity to play where it could enhance their resume, and I'll tell you what, it, even if you lose that game, it's not going to kill your resume. Uh, but winning it would certainly help and would certainly add add to it. So just some food for thought there and some brew, of course, on our morning brew, that maybe a St. Louis and a Drake could indeed get together and play, and that game could help their their numbers. All right, there you go. A lot of college basketball. I love it. I know there were other sports, but it's going to be dominant on college hoops. I can tell you that. Um, NASCAR race yesterday. You want to talk about that? The NBA All-Star game is out there as well. Um, I think uh, last week we were just getting off the air when uh, the Alex Smith news broke that Washington had officially released him. So we've got all that coming up for you this morning. Uh, kind of going through the uh, spoiler alert morning headlines, but those are some of the other stories for you this morning. And we do appreciate you tuning in. Obviously, I'm a little fired up by the college basketball. I think all of us are. Uh, and I'll tell you what else I'm fired up about real quick. Fans back in the stands. Boy, did I love that Saturday. Richmond football, Robin Stadium, only 1,000, but all 1,000 tickets were gone. Same for the men's lacrosse game there yesterday with Duke. Uh, man, they're really good, by the way, in men's lacrosse. But I'll tell you what, about a half hour before kickoff Saturday at Robin Stadium, I just happened to look up, scribbled some notes, and I looked up across the way, and there was smattering of fans from end zone to end zone, like you would normally see about a half hour, 45 minutes before a kickoff. And I was like, wow, that looks good. Wow, that feels good. Let's keep this going. I know it was only a 1,000, but they were into the game, and they were there, and it was so good to have fans back in the venue again. Hopefully it's just the start of getting more back into all of our athletic and entertainment venues. All right, there you go. That is officially your morning brew for a Monday morning. And our morning brew is brought to you by our good friends at Pig and Brew Barbecue. You know what it is, North Carolina-style barbecue. They are south of the James, 1313 Hull Street Road. Wednesday and Thursday, their hours are 1 to 8. Friday and Saturday are 1 to 10. But their menu is available for you now and all time, so you can get ready to order it up and enjoy it. Pig and Brew com. Their Pig and Brew special this week, the pulled chicken barbecue sandwich smothered in sauce with a side of coleslaw. That's Pig and Brew Barbecue, 1313 Hull Street in Richmond. And now here's what we've got coming up on the Sports Huddle. These are today's top stories. Read the copy, please. The copy's good. Just read it. This is the opening drive. That looks like my new co-anchor may need a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) Opening drive sponsored by the Lexus of Richmond Invitation to Lexus Sales Event happening now through March 31st. Lexus of Richmond, also, of course, the proud sponsor of our March Madness coverage. That's Atlantic 10 Tournament, which we'll get more into, and the NCAA Tournament, which we'll get more into as well. Stop by the Lexus dealership, 9703 Midlothian Turnpike, or visit online anytime at LexusOfRichmond.com. Uh, more college football talk at the bottom of the hour. Russ Huseman, Richmond football coach, joins us. Spiders beat William & Mary. Pretty good game for a first game out of the gates uh, in, what, 470 days or so? Not too bad. Richmond beat William & Mary 21-14. Coach Huseman joins us at 8.30. He will each and every Monday during this unusual spring 2021 season. Caroline Darney joins us at 9.30 this morning to uh, talk some uh, football, I mean, some basketball, some UVA basketball with us as the Cavaliers uh, got a little help and with their win, clinched the regular season title 
in uh, the ACC. And then Matt Joseph will wrap it up for us at 945, border to border this afternoon at 3. He'll give us a preview and talk a little bit about everything that's happening in the world of sports. All right, 819, let's get a check of traffic and uh, some more college hoops talk on the other side. 99.5-1027 ESPN. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This traffic update brought to you by Indeed.com. Seeing some pretty heavy traffic on I-64. The westbound side getting across the Shaco Valley Bridge running pretty slowly this morning. Also 95. The northbound side working really hard to make that traffic from the 64 merge back up through Chamberlain Avenue downtown to move along. I'm Jim Huggins on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Today's job report calls for mostly sunny hiring conditions. For help hiring the quality candidates, visit Indeed at Indeed.com slash credit. This update is brought to you by Herman Allen. For big rebates and low payments on a new Lennox home comfort system, call Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at 804-746-5853 today. If you hit it, pass it, dunk it, shoot it, check it, throw it, putt it, or block it, then we're going to talk about it. I like that! I just thought I'd clear that up. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's get into some more college basketball March Madness controversy, if you'd like. Uh, I wouldn't call everything that I've talked about this morning controversial by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Just maybe a little outspoken and a little opinionated. And that's what we like about Sports Talk Radio, and we continue to do. 804-521-8501. Text us, 804-638-9508. Love the story on Liberty. Uh, Great job by the Flames. So that that was out there at the start of this um you know i'm really intrigued by whether st louis and drake and i'm just putting them together because they're geographically i think relatively close and they're both bubble teams and could they play a game and would it help and all of that i think that's fascinating in this year i think in a normal year you wouldn't see that happen you wouldn't be able to do that but i think this year you're certainly able able to do that for sure Uh, again i love the fact that liberty and north alabama competed like a berth in the NCAA tournament was on the line. Make no mistake about that as well. Loved seeing the fans back at Robin Stadium and hope it's just the uh, a precursor of what's to come. Now, the one that is really controversial today, and boy, I, this really stinks. If you're James Madison basketball, uh, we'll get into their football in a bit because they survived a scare. But if you're James Madison basketball, I'm not sure this could have been a worst-case scenario for them. Everything was going so great, right? Uh, Mark Byington had come in there and turned that thing around, and he had the best player in the league in Matt Lewis, and they were en route to the number one seed in the CAA, and they're playing the game, the games on their home court in their brand-new arena. I mean, you talk about a script being written that's perfect. There it was. And now it has all fallen apart on them, and not much of it to their own blame. One part of it to their own blame, probably the most important part, but the others, certainly not. They had the coach of the year and the player of the year in the CAA, and they had the tournament on their home court. So the player of the year hurt gets hurt, and he's out for the season. But they're still the number one seed. Uh, Mark Byington was the coach of the year. So they play yesterday in their first game in that tournament against Elon. And, look, this is on them. They blow a 15-point lead. That is absolutely on them. You can say whatever you want about what, what's going to uh, transpire next, but the bottom line is when you're up 15, and I know in college basketball, 15-point leads go away at the blink of the eye. Believe me, I know that. I just watched it in person last week, 14-point lead. But beyond that, uh, i got to tell you, I'm going to tie these two games together here a little bit. So JMU had two technical fouls called on them in a – conference tournament game which i just find to me that would have to be the most egregious errors mistakes show up the referee foul mouth what in order to call one technical let alone two in a tournament game officials should not want to call technicals or even for the most part have a need to call technicals unless as i said it's absolutely blatant that you've got to call it And by all reports, neither of these technicals even came close to being blatant or egregious. And it cost them the game. Yes, they cost themselves the game by blowing the 15-point lead. I get it. But now that it's down to a close game and a one-possession game 
and all of that. I, I don't, you know, I don't know how you do that. So one of them was called on a player, and I'm, I'm going to find it here, and I, and I just read it. Um, Zach Jacobs, all right, hits a bucket, and I believe the foul was called. Here's what I I don't understand. So he screams, and one, like every player and every broadcaster and every fan does when you make a bucket and the whistle sounds and the foul is coming. And he got teed up for that. He got teed up for yelling and one. Now, I I have not seen a report that says he yelled it in the face of an opponent player or he yelled it in the face of an official. Even if he had, I think you just push him aside, you know, literally, uh, figuratively, not literally, and say, hey, that's not cool. Don't do that again. You know, I'm going to have to teach. Whatever you can do not to make yourself part of the game, you need to do. And the official, and I think it was the same official on both technicals, Jamie Lucky, uh, who called that technical on Zach Jacobs and then also called one on Coach Mark Byington at a different part of the game in which he was arguing a call, and they eventually said, well, he was out of the coach's box. Hogwash, I say. Nobody's really paying much attention to the coach's box these days. Anyway, we'd have technicals all over the place. All right, I want to get more into that because that, that really stinks for JMU, quite frankly. Uh, I know they're their own worst enemy by losing the 15-point lead, but you don't need the guys in the striped shirts to also be part of the enemy as well. And that sounds like uh, they overstepped their bounds, at least from what I'm reading and sawing, saw in this case. All right, timeout, 826. We're going to talk some college football. Russ Huseman's going to join us each and every Monday during this spring college football season. We'll talk about the Spiders' victory over William & Mary coming up next on the Sports Huddle. The weather's nice and you're thinking, I've had it up to here with being cooped up in the house. Then get yourself out and take us along. If you've got your phone, you've got us. Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. When an accident devastates your life, our job is to try to put your life back together again. Personal injuries can happen at any time in your life. In a moment's time, you may suffer from a debilitating injury that could last a lifetime. That's where the G-Law Firm comes in. We understand because we've been there before. For over 30 years, Central Virginia has trusted us after an accident to get them justice. If you've been injured due to someone else's negligence, call the G-Law Firm. Personal Injury Attorneys, 226-4111. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane, and a technology team. Experience amazing during the Invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. People spent more time than ever on their lawns last year. At Virginia Green, we've seen lawns used as home offices, hair salons, even movie theaters. Hey, can you pass the popcorn? Shh. It's more than a lawn. And with Virginia Green making it healthy, vibrant, and beautiful, you can do more with it. For 17 years, we've satisfied our customers by making local lawns look their best. Make your yard the star of the show. Shh. Visit virginiagreen.com for your free estimate today. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley. It's 828. James Madison and William Mary both eliminated from the CAA tournament on Sunday. The Dukes playing on their home court. Lost on the three-point shot at the buzzer. Falling to Elon 72-71. The Phoenix hitting 13 threes in that contest. Meanwhile, Northeastern rolled over the tribe. 63-47, Luke Lowy scored a team-high 18 points for William & Mary. For the third year in a row, Liberty has won the Atlantic Sun Tournament. The Flames defeated North Alabama 79-75 to get the automatic qualifier to the NCAA Tournament. The Flames assured that spot already before even suiting up because North Alabama wasn't eligible for the tournament. They're still in the process of transitioning to Division I basketball that for them will take six years to complete. VCU has one more basketball game left to play as the Rams are headed to the A-10 title game where they'll play St. Bonaventure Sunday afternoon in Dayton following a 64-52 win over Davidson Saturday night at the Siegel Center. Joe Lenardi from ESPN has the Rams as one of his four teams receiving last four buys while St. Louis is in his first four out. Of note, Virginia would be a top-four seed. Southern Conference will punch its ticket to the big dance tonight. Championship games at 7 o'clock, coverage 645 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. 
16th-ranked Richmond men's lacrosse falls at home to number 1 Duke yesterday afternoon, 13-6. It's the third loss of the season for the Spiders to a top-ranked team that's in the top 10 of the country. UR opens conference play this weekend with a road game at VMI. Kyle Larson wins at Las Vegas Sunday to pick up his first win of the Cup Series since 2019. He becomes the fourth different winner of 2021. After leading a race-high 103 of the 267 laps run, Brad Kozlowski finished second, Kyle Busch was third, while Denny Hamlin finished in fourth. Bryson DeChambeau won the Arnold Palmer Invitational by one stroke over Lee Westwood. VCU's Lonto Griffin posting another top 25 finish this weekend. He wrapped up the weekend at one under, good enough tied for 21st. A check of your ESPN Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. We'll see sunny skies today, and it will be very pleasant with highs in the upper 50s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. You're up to date now on the Richmond Sports Center at 8.30. Richmond football coach Russ Huseman joins Bob next on the Sports Huddle 99.5 at 1027 ESPN. Need to add a few employees? Take the fast lane to hiring with Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Virginia, William Hill, America's number one sports book, is now here. And we have a special 2021 offer to help you bet on all your favorite sports risk-free. Download the William Hill Sportsbook app, and when you sign up, you can get started with a risk-free bet of up to $2,021. Use promo code RADIORF. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus only. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Let's make it interesting with William Hill Sportsbook. Credit cards maxed out? Pacific Debt can help. Pacific Debt is the nation's friendliest debt settlement company. They can settle your debt for a fraction of what you owe. Get free information now. 800-281-9981. 800-281-9981. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, changing your oil. We've got what you need. Regular changes are the best way to keep your engine running smooth. We'll help you find the right oil for your make and model and everything to help you finish the job right, like drain pans, filters, and funnels. And we've got more ways to get it all fast, like our next day delivery and our free same-day pickup, in-store or curbside. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions and details at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Are you drowning in IRS tax debt? Get ready for a toll-free hotline. Take advantage of new IRS tax forgiveness programs. Call Civic Tax Relief for free information now. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. What's up, guys? This is Jay Williams from Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. You're listening to Richmond's number one source for sports talk radio and play-by-play. 995 and 1027 ESPN. Bob Black back with you, Sports Huddle, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM. We are ESPN Richmond. We are your home of the Spiders. And Saturday, you heard Richmond Spiders Spring 2021 football right here on these airwaves and a pretty darn good game to get it started. One of the great rivalries in all of college football, Richmond and William and Mary playing for the first of two times in the spring 21 season and the first of three times in calendar year 2021. And the Spiders get the first impression, first good impression with a 21-14 win over the Tribe. Let's talk about it with Spider head coach Russ Hughes. Good morning, Russ. How are you? Good, Bob. How you doing? Doing fine, thanks. So let's just start with an overall assessment, Russ. Uh, first game, and I think the official number was 470 days. It's in the spring, not in the fall, all of that. How do you feel this game was played, how it played out through all of the practices, no games? Now there you are on the field competing against one of your arch rivals. Just in general terms, what did you see out there Saturday? Well, it was hard. Um you know, because the first game every year, there's the unexpected that always happens. Uh, you just don't know, um, you know, how things are going to materialize early in the game. You know, somehow you got to settle down as the game progresses. But I would say overall, extremely pleased with the win. Um, you know, William Mary's well coached. They they have good players. Uh, you know, we knew we knew it was going to be tough. Um, it is every year; those these games come down to the wire. Um, but my general takeaways is, uh, you know, we got great team speed on defense. Our defense can run; uh, they're physical, ran to the ball uh, tremendously, and uh, that was 
something I took away, and you could see really as it was happening on the field. Offensively, you know, we did what we had to do. We made some plays. You know, the, the drive to take the lead was huge. Uh, converting the fourth down was huge. And then, uh, and then obviously getting the two first downs to, to not give them the ball back. So, you know, it kind of, you know, it, we knew it would be close. Uh, thank goodness, you know, at the end of that thing, the offense, you know, came through and got it in the end zone for us and then, and then kept the football. Is that perhaps one of the biggest positives out of this, that with a game on the line and having not played a game in a long time, down 14-13 with about 12 minutes to go, that your team both offensively and defensively controlled the last 12 minutes of that game, got the winning score, got the ball back, and was able to run out the clock thanks to a great ground game from quarterback Joe Mancuso and your running backs Aaron Dykes and Savon Smith. Yeah, I mean, those are to win games – uh, you know, sometimes the games don't don't end up, you know, where, where we were at the end of that one. Sometimes, you know, a team will be winning bigger or, you know, or losing bigger. But, you know, if you want to have a good season, you, you, you want to win a championship, you know, you got to win. you got to figure out ways to win those really tight games. And, uh, and I was proud of our guys because we did figure out a way um, you know, to, to win the game. We made some plays at the end of the game, uh, you know, to give us a chance to win, and, and uh, that's what we did. Hey, on the defensive side, we all know uh, names like, you know, Tristan Wheeler and Kobe Turner and Tyler Dressler, but uh, I thought the return of Xavier Mark Marshall and, and Philip O'Connor at your linebacking position really, really gave you some reinforcements there. Yeah, really pleased with Xavier. Um, you know, he, he's a young, young, young player. You know, he didn't. He, he ran down the first kickoff in uh, as a true freshman in 2019, hurt his knee, so he didn't really get many snaps. So this is really, this was really his first time out there uh, in, in a game situation, and he responded well. He's a physical player. He can run. Um, you know, he made a big, big fourth down stop. Uh, Early in that game, coming off a block, uh, you know that sometimes people don't realize or is happening. So pleased with him, Phil. You know, Phil played 18 plays. You know, as we move forward, and again, that was his first time playing in a long time. He didn't play in 2019. Um, so moving forward, you know, we're, we're hoping to get him more snaps. Um, you know, as we ro- roll those three linebackers inside. Um, you know, a guy that, that, that I felt was played really well is Tyreek Funderburk. Uh, you know, he's never been a starter for us, and, but he's been a, a really uh, tremendous athlete that we knew could be a really good field corner, and, and he showed up uh, in a big-time way. So we, we had a lot of guys that played for the first time in their careers, and, and actually, you know, I don't think the, the stage was too big for them offensively, Russ, you had three guys who caught the balls from Joe Mancuso. Really, your three leading receivers, take away the, the running backs, are also guys that were not necessarily newcomers in all cases to college football, but certainly to Richmond football. John Fitzgerald, the transfer from Cornell, led the way with the five catches and the game-winning touchdown catch. Leroy Henley, the East Carolina transfer had a couple of catches and josiah williams a local product from from thomas dale with a couple of catches uh evaluation of of the wide receivers on saturday well starting with john who's tight end but uh, john played really well um i know we were extremely pleased he not only you know had the big catches there the five but he also blocked well uh he was assignment sound um so felt really good about uh you know the things that he did there um, Leroy, you know, Leroy's coming off. He had been dinged up coming into this thing, um, you know, for about a week. Um, I don't think he was a hundred percent. Uh, we feel like when we get him to a hundred percent, he'll be even more dynamic, but, uh, we like him obviously. Uh, and then Josiah Williams, we gotta, we gotta continue to find ways to get him the ball. Uh, he's dynamic, uh, you know, as you look at him during the course of a game, sometimes you can look in people's eyes and say, and look and say, uh-oh, this stage may be a little bit too big for him right now. Uh, the stage was not too big for Josiah. He was, he was really good. Um, and 
um, excited to be out there. And, and uh, so moving forward, you know, obviously we have a good one there, no question. Hey, I'll finish up on the William & Mary game and then ask you to take a preview peek ahead to, to Elon, but I definitely want to ask you about special teams, knowing that you're overseeing and coaching those special teams. And I know there was a botched extra point, and there was a punt that hit one of the Spider players and lost possession of that. But beyond that, it looked like uh, particularly coverage teams, Russ, were really good. Geo Sigler certainly led the way there, but that there was really good coverage, whether it was punt or kickoff Saturday. Yeah, I, I was actually, you know, in the overall kicking game, uh, disappointed when you turn one over. I mean, you, you you can't turn the ball over. Now, you know that was that was partly our fault as a coaching staff. We had punt safe in there, and you know we had kind of said, "Here's what we need to do." You don't think you have to actually punt the ball and practice it. You just really get them lined up for the fake possibilities, and and our guys were just. You know, trying to stay on guys too long, um, and and it was just happened to be a twenty yard kick, and and but but it was it was partly coaches, partly players on that one that that it wasn't communicated good enough. That should have never happened. That should have been a twenty yard punt. You know, our ball on the forty yard line, something like that. But um, you know the uh, you know disappointing one on the on the field goal block where we jumped off sides. Mm-hmm. You know, as a freshman, uh, and freshmen, you know, freshmen do those types of things. Uh, and, and so, but we got to make sure that that doesn't ever happen again. Um, I thought we punted the ball pretty good. Uh, you know, we had a, we had a net punt of 39.2. Um, you know, our goal is a net of 38. Uh, so we exceeded that. And you're right. We did cover well. Geo got him down one time. Aaron Banks, they actually had negative yards returning the football um you know so we were covering well i thought our freshman punter andrew lopez did a good job other than the one punt into the wind our kick coverage was incredible it was fantastic um you know we held them inside the 25 on two occasions and one got out to the 27 on a short kick and then we kicked the ball out of bounds which is is unexcusable um but you know, we got some pretty good players running down on kickoff, so I, I, I'm hoping that that uh, is a weapon for us just because of the personnel we got on that. We got great personnel on the punt team, too. So uh, our coverage teams, like you said, were really good. Um, you know, the botched PAT, it was a little, the ball was a little low. It kind of rolled. I've seen Joe handle those before. Uh, he just couldn't. It, it was windy. He couldn't handle it. I don't think it was a tight spiral. Um, and you know, obviously our, our kicker throwing that ball, uh, when he came off, I said, I said, you got, uh, this year and a couple more years after this, three more years, whatever it is, I'll never see you throw a football ever again. So, um, no, I think no, uh, no Garrow Upremian coming there. Huh? I remember that. It looked like Garrow Upremian, yeah. didn't it? As soon as yeah. I saw him throw it, I thought, uh oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no laughing matter if they had picked it and run it back, obviously. So I certainly yeah. understand where you're coming from there. Hey, hey, tongue-in-cheek here, Russ. Does it feel as good to beat William & Mary in the spring as it does in the fall? <laughs> it kind of felt weird after huh. the game, uh, to be honest with you. I, you know, I, I, did, I went and, and met with Mike and, uh, you know, in the middle field and, you know, normally you're out there and you're celebrating the Capital Cup. And so we, we kind of finished and, and I was walking off and our guys were, I, 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 I went to Matt McCollish. I said, Matt, where's the, where's the Capital Cup? Did they bring it? And he said, yeah, it's over there. And, and the, the last person I saw out there was Tyree Funderburg. And I knew I had to do the TV. And so I said, Tyree, go get that uh, Capital Cup. Take it in the locker room. So I missed all the excitement of, of I saw it on 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 the uh, on the film clips, but missed a lot of it in person. Where Tyreek came in with the trophy, and and I think they enjoyed it in the locker room together. But that's weird, you know. Obviously, to, you know to do it that way and not on the field. But um, you know, it's it's uh, it's good to get it back. It's sitting here in the office, and uh, it feels good to have it back. 
Well, you're now 19 and three in these William and Mary Richmond games. You know whether you whether you've been with the bad guys or the good guys. You're not you're 19 and three, so you know a little bit about this rivalry, a little bit about success in this rivalry. This, this one was pretty. This one was pretty sweet. I mean, this one was probably one that you know just with all the things that are going on, uh, you know, to beat William and Mary. Uh, I mean, uh, and I know you know they had a couple linemen out. Uh, they had a wide out out. You know, we had we had a couple people out uh, that we would have liked to have played too. But you know, it was it was pretty evenly matched football teams. They're doing a good job. They're getting good players down there. Um, they're well coached, both sides of the ball, and in kicking game. So to come away after looking at it on film, coming away with a win, you know, made it even sweeter. I think. All right, I know you've been uh, deep in film and tape study on Elon. Give us just an opening preview of what you expect to see Saturday. Uh, just on paper, kind of confusing what we'll see. Elon, close win over Davidson, lost to Gardner-Webb, and then, you know, did everything but beat JMU on Saturday afternoon. Well, I, I can tell you one thing. You're pretty good if you got uh, a, a 17-13 lead with six minutes going the game against James Madison. Um so you you got good players. Um, if you don't have good players, you're not you're not leading James Madison seventeen thirteen with six minutes to go in the game. They played really well in that game. They didn't play the second half against Gardner Webb very well. Uh, you know, I, I think part of that was you know they had to bring a freshman quarterback in um, in the middle of a game and not have any ability to get him snaps all week long. Obviously, so. You know that really hurt him in the second half of the Gardner Webb. That's, you know, I that one you you got to take with a grain of salt and, and understand the circumstances. But when they had a, you know, they had a full week to prepare with this guy. You know, they really they showed up well. Um, Elon's always they always got a good football team, and and it showed against James Madison. I mean, they they were toe to toe. James Madison's a, an excellent football team. And for them to, to, to play, I know, I know they're not happy. They probably felt like they could have won and should have won that game. There was a block punt at the end of it that really, really hurt them. Um, but, uh, you know, you know they're, they're, they're good. Um, they got good players and good coaches. In, enjoyed this conversation, Russ, so much so that let's do it all over again Thursday at noon on Behind the Web here on ESPN Richmond. Congrats on the win, and thanks for spending the time with us to start our Monday morning. Thanks, Bob. See you guys. Talk to you soon. Russ Huseman, Spider head football coach. Spiders 1-0 after the victory over William & Mary. And now Elon is next Saturday afternoon on the road at 1, our airtime at 1230. And, yes, Thursday will be the uh, spring season premiere of Behind the Web. Virtual still, unfortunately, with Coach Huseman. And we'll have a couple of player guests as well. Matt McAllister, who uh, Russ referenced there, our football public relations director, will be uh, co-hosting with me Thursday, noon to 1, here on ESPN Richmond. Take a break. 8.47 on the Sports Huddle. We're rolling along on a Monday morning. We'll continue to do so next, 99.5-1027 ESPN. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This traffic update brought to you by Staples Stores. A crash on Fairmount Avenue to the west of 25th Street to start us out this morning. Also heads up for a wreck on Nine Mile Road westbound approaching I-64 and a road hazard on Jenica Road to the east of Mount Herman Road. I'm Joe Buckins on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Staples has everything you need to be organized and productive like home office furniture, the latest tech, and organization supplies all at amazing prices. Get a fresh start with big savings from Staples. Just like you, we're all about sports and the things that make sports great, like beer and wings. Where Richmond turns for the most local sports. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Experience amazing during the invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. Visit HermanAllenPlumbing.com for all your heating, cooling, plumbing needs. Local afternoon sports talk is back on ESPN Richmond. Border to Border with Matt Joseph's weekday afternoons at 3. He'll have the headlines of the day, guests to talk about them, your phone calls, and more. Border to Border, presented by Colonial Downs Racetrack. Looking for wagering advice or a smarter strategy to pick the NBA or college hoops this weekend? Then tune in to The Fine Line with Joe Wiz. 
Saturday mornings at 9 on ESPN Richmond. Joe Wiz breaks down the latest trends in the online sports betting industry, shares insights, plus presents his tips and top picks. Catch Joe Wiz each Saturday morning at 9 exclusively on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Are you experiencing financial hardship and finding yourself pressured of owing the IRS back taxes? The experienced professionals at Allied Tax Relief can relieve you from IRS collections. Most importantly, negotiate your tax debt. Here's Marie, a pleased client of Allied Tax Relief. My hours were cut in half at work and the IRS was threatening to collect $27,000 I owed them. I contacted Allied Tax Relief for help. They were able to put a stop to the IRS collections. Once they negotiated my debt, I walked away paying only $700 to the IRS. Especially during these times of need, Allied Tax Relief is able to negotiate various fresh start programs to relieve you of your IRS tax debt. Call Allied Tax Relief now, 800-544-2180 for a free consultation. Use this pandemic situation to your advantage. Now is the best time to get IRS forgiveness. Call today, 800-544-2180. This call could save you thousands. That's 800-544-2180. 800-544-2180. Lexus of Richmond presents coverage of the Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Tournament on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Is your credit card debt piling up? Pacific Debt can help. Pacific Debt is the nation's friendliest debt settlement company. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of five-star reviews on sites like Trustpilot and Best Company, they can settle your debt for a fraction of what you owe. In fact, they've settled over $300 million, helping people just like you. Get a monthly program payment you can afford and zero upfront fees. Get free information now. 800-281-9981. The broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South, Jamie. Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch to history, progressive history. today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Save big during Power Talk Tools DIY Day Sale at O'Reilly Auto Parts with great deals on socket sets, impact wrenches, and more. Right now, get $10 off a 200-piece mechanics tool set, plus earn double O rewards points. That means you'll get to your next reward even faster. Visit the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts today or shop O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You run a business and you need better wireless. Three words, no more compromise. With the T-Mobile Business Advantage, you get the largest 5G network, award-winning customer support, and insanely great value. No trade-offs. Right now, get up to 90 days of unlimited free on business plans when you switch via bill credits. Stop in to find out more. Plus taxes and fees for some plans. Complete port within 60 days. Customers over 50 gigabytes per month have lower speeds during congestion. Video at 480p, unlimited on our network. See T-Mobile.com for 5G devices coverage and plan details. Local sports talk is back in the afternoons. Colonial Downs Racetrack presents Border to Border with Matt Josephs. Weekdays at 3 on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. on the sports out great as always to talk with coach Russ Usman um I that was really interesting like I was kind of being a little bit cute and funny there not that I can be either normally but about the tongue-in-cheek Kate as it still feels good to beat him in the spring as in the fall I thought it was, it was going to be a total rah-rah answer of yeah it's always great to beat the rival doesn't matter you know when you're playing all of that but I think he put it in perspective that there's just a different feel, not so much because spring versus fall, just the fact of how we're doing everything in this in this environment and in this day and age, and for it not to have the same kind of feel after the game as and I noticed it, you could see it on the field. There wasn't, you know, a whole lot of jumping up and down and there was no rallying point with trophy and players. Now there was in the locker room, 
So I guess that's okay as opposed to doing it out on the field. Who knows? Uh, and there were plenty of great pictures. Uh, give the Richmond uh, our, our, our PR staff great credit for that because there were some really nice pictures in the locker room with the trophy and position groups. And, you know, those guys are with each other all the time now, so that's okay. They're in meeting rooms and doing all of that, and they play games, obviously, and practice together. Um, so they did get all of that, all of the memory of winning that game. Now, the other really unusual part of this is it's not over yet, right? In five more weeks, William and Mary will get a chance to bring that cup back to Williamsburg. Richmond will have to take it with them down to Williamsburg for the second meeting in the last of these six weeks of the regular season and put it out there for all to see and the winner to take. So that's highly unusual. And then they'll come back and do it a third time at the end of November of 2021 when hopefully we've played the full 11-game schedule and stadiums are full or have the ability to be full and we get to a full postseason and all of that. Like I said, looking up and seeing fans in the stands Saturday was really a heartwarming moment, quite frankly. I'm not trying to be, you know, overly whatever, Pollyannish here or whatever, but it really was a great sight to see uh, fans in the stands. No, no doubt about that. Uh, all right, so there's some college football talk for you this morning. And, yes, we'll talk more about James Madison. Uh, Kurt Signetti will join us later in the week uh, as well. And, um, you know, it would be very easy to just say, Coach, what happened? Well, you know what? The opponent practices, and the opponent has scholarship players also, and the opponent is playing to win. And that's probably part of what happened to JMU on Saturday. The one thing I will say that we talked about that was really fair about the way this thing started was that the two teams that hadn't played non-conference games, hadn't played anybody, played each other, meaning Richmond and William & Mary. So that was on a level field. And then the two teams that did play two non-conference games, JMU and Elon, did play. So they were on a level playing field that they had had their two preseason, pre-conference games, and it wasn't a matchup of a team that was stepping on the field for the first time and a team that was stepping on the field for the third time. That would have been a COVID unfair advantage at that point. Nothing you could do about it. As Russ has said all along, uh, nothing's going to be fair in 2020 and 2021 until we get back to normal, and that was certainly the case. At least that happened for the four teams in that pod of CAA football, of Richmond, William & Mary, Elon, and James Madison. There was a lot over the weekend that probably wasn't unfair. I was talking about the James Madison uh, basketball game, and I know there was still a lot of heartburn over the way the Atlantic 10 handled the venues with the Robin Center and the Siegel Center and who got to play where and who got to play when. And again, it's just not going to be fair this year. And as Mark Schmidt, the coach at St. Bonaventure, said it best, hey, we're happy to still be playing if they tell us this game's going to be in the parking lot. We'll go play it there, meaning like outside in the parking lot at UD Arena. We're not even going to let you inside. Uh, they got a big parking lot there. Uh, go play. The, put a couple of hoops up, and, and I love that. Love that attitude uh, from him, and that's why his team plays like that and why they're in the championship game. And Mike Rhodes, same way, kind of says the same thing. Hey, we got to go win the game. This is when it's scheduled. We're going to go play, and let's go kind of go win the game. I know there was some some belly aching going on about, you know, who was playing when, where, and and all of that. But in this year, that's you're just going to have to deal with that. It, it's not fun, but you're just going to have to deal with it if, if you want to keep on playing. All right, we're going to keep on going with the second hour. Speaking of Mike Rhodes, we will hear from him on the other side when we come back in the 9 o'clock hour on VCU's win over Davidson and advancing to the championship game in the A-10. Um, this is a bad way to put it, but I say the A-10 is stuck with two teams in the NCAA tournament. And that's that's nothing against St. Bonaventure and VCU, quite frankly. They have proven they were the two best teams, the one and two seeds, and they looked absolutely the part in both of their games over the weekend. But if the A-10 had won it, three teams to get in, they needed Davidson or St. Louis to win one of those games because I think St. Bonnie and VCU were in no matter what happened in those semifinal games. So obviously they're in no matter what happens in this championship game. Uh, they're in the 30s, upper 20s in the net. They're they're solid. But if you could have gotten Davidson to win the championship or St. Louis to win the championship, would have gotten three teams. You would have gotten a bigger paycheck and more units and, and all of that moving forward. It just would have been more fun quite frankly, to see three teams from, from the conference that we follow here uh, on ESPN Richmond the most uh, with Richmond and VCU getting three teams in. All right, 8.58. Let's take the top of the hour break. Yes, some Mike Rhodes, Soundbites, Sports Auto Soundbites coming up on the other side. 99.5, 1027 ESPN. 
Catch every NCAA basketball tournament game on all 70 high-def TVs at Uptown Alley, 6101 Brad McNear Parkway, or online at UptownAlleyRichmond.com. Add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting on all the action on FanDuel. Hey everyone, it's Mitchell Bradley. There's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. Their app is simple, easy to use. They've got unique, fun bet types like same game parlay and exclusive always on promotions. And if you win, you get your winnings back safely in as little as 24 hours. With FanDuel, I found it's fun to bet with a range of betting options. Whether I want to choose player props, futures, I can find just the bet I want and put it in safely. Sit back and see if I win. Right now, FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just place a bet on any game and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win your first bet. Just place any bet you want whether it's the NBA, college basketball, golf, you name it. If you win, you keep the cash. If you lose you'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. If you never tried FanDuel Sportsbook before, what are you waiting for? Do what I've done. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started and be sure to sign up using promo code Mitch so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and up in President of Virginia. First online real money wager only. Site credit is not withdrawable. 